everybody. I'm here at the Broad Creek Presbyterian Church, which was founded in the mid-1700s. And nobody meets here anymore. It's another one of those scenarios where I, uh, all across the country, you know, hundreds and even thousands of little churches have closed up uh, due to a lack of participation or whatever the reason might be. And we're kind of out this time out just really feeling that in our spirit that we need to pray earnestly uh, for revival, for a great awakening to come to our country once again, but also for the little congregations. You know, there's a, there's a ton of mega churches, and we pray for them too. They're important, and they serve a purpose. But uh, the little, small congregations that are dotting the landscape, uh, we just feel a heart to pray for them, that they will experience revival. You see, it's not all about the mechanisms. It's not all about the big uh, light shows and, and all of this that some of the bigger churches have. It's about Jesus. It's about the gospel. And uh, my heart just goes out uh, at this time in prayer uh, to the smaller congregations all across our country. I'm asking you to join with me in that. Today I want to talk to you about the word hope for just a brief moment. In Romans 15, 13, the Bible says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Now see, joy and peace comes to us as we believe. And there's not a lot of joy, and there's not a lot of peace in doubting, uh, wondering. Uh, even the word hope doesn't quite reach over into that realm called faith yet. But hope is the blueprint, one preacher has said. Uh, faith is very, or hope is very necessary in order for faith to have something to build upon. So it says, may the God of hope, God is a God of hope. God, God doesn't come to you with uh, hopelessness. He doesn't come to you offering you no hope. He's a God of hope. May He fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we see the connection here between hope, joy, peace, and believing. And we see that it all comes from God, and it's all enforced in your life and mine by the Holy Spirit. Linguists tell us that that English word hope and hop appear to be related. They are related in root word. Hope and hop. Think about that for a moment. When you have hope, as you worship the Lord, and you're just a-hopping. You see, that's the connotation, that's the picture we draw from those two words in their root. It's the idea of leaping in expectation. Leaping for expectation. Hope is defined as the attitude of anticipation. We anticipate God to do something wonderful. We anticipate God... And I've been big on this idea lately of performing His Word, not necessarily mine, but His Word in my life. I have an anticipation. I have a hope that God is going to do what He has promised me in my life. And sometimes it's different than my definition of what I think God has promised me, but He's going to do what is best for me according to His Word. It says it's looking forward to those things that we know will happen. Let's stop there a moment. Um, am I going to do this or that in the ministry? Well, I hope so. I don't 100% always know it's going to happen. Uh, so I hope so. 
<clears throat> am I going to do this or that where my family is concerned? Well, I hope so. I don't necessarily know that it's going to happen. Sometimes we come up in life against those times where we are blindsided by things that we never saw coming on the negative, and sometimes things happen that are positive that we just don't know how they happened. But the things that we know will happen produces a biblical foundation of hope, such as we know that the Lord is going to come back for His church. It's called the rapture of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We know that's going to happen because the Bible says it's going to happen. So we build biblical hope. We know that the dead are going to rise. Hallelujah. Because Jesus is alive, we know that we shall live also. Biblical foundation for hope. <clears throat> we can go through all of the promises that God has given in His Word that we are beyond the shadow of a doubt. We know by faith that they are going to happen. It's a reality that only Christians can truly experience. The world out there, they don't believe the word about the rapture. They, they don't believe the word about the second coming. They don't believe the word necessarily about the dead raising. If you talk to people who don't know Jesus Christ about what happens when we die, they most of them don't know, and some of them believe that they become ghosts or something. Only Christians can truly experience the hope of the promises of God. One of the blessings given to us in Christ is an unassailable, positive anticipation, hope, toward a certain future. We have a certain future in Christ. No matter what happens to our physical bodies in this world, no matter what happens to our financial circumstances in this world, no matter what happens in any way in this world, we have a certain future that we will rule and reign with Christ Jesus if we're in Him. Praise God. We have a certain future that we will live victorious over sin because we're in Christ. It's such an exclusive attitude that the Bible tells us to always be ready to explain to others the reason for the hope, there's that word again, that is within us. Why do you have such hope? I mean, it's black, it's dark, things look troubling, things look bad. Hey, Christian, why do you have hope? And we need to be ready, according to the command of our Lord, to give that person a reason. Here, let me tell you the reason for the hope that's within me. It's Jesus Christ. I am washed in His blood, I'm born again, and I'm on my way to heaven. And I'm seated with Christ right now, positionally, in heavenly places, victorious in every aspect of my life. And so that's why you and I need to learn the new covenant as never before, brothers and sisters, to give others a hope, to explain to them the hope that is within us. The word hope appears 154 times at least in the Bible. There are 153 more references that allude to hope for you to investigate. So hop to it and be hopeful today. If you're in Jesus, you've got every, every reason to be hope, to be filled with hope to be filled with an overcoming expectancy that God is going to perform His plan in your life. Thomas Goodwin, the great Puritan, said this about Romans 15, 13. He said, He is not only called the God of hope because He is the object of hope, but because He is the author of hope as well. And all 
of the scripture is written to work hope in us. So saith verse 4 of the same chapter. That's Thomas Goodwin, a Puritan pastor of a bygone age. Every time I come to places like this, especially in Rockbridge County, Virginia, but anywhere really that we go, uh, a deep historical foundation built on the Word of God, producing hope in generation after generation of Americans. Let's don't lose that. Let's don't throw that away. Let's be ready to give the reason to this generation of the hope that lies within us. So from Rockbridge County, the great state of Virginia, this is Evangelist Len Paxton saying, Go with God, and He will go with you. Bless you.